saved man, new life family. There's a bubbly dynamic in here right now. That's the evidence that Jesus is hanging out with us. Amen. The presence of God is here right now. That's awesome. I love the excitement, the childlikeness that I'm picking up in the atmosphere. And the Lord wants me to tell you up front that more freedom is on the way. More freedom is on the way. Pay attention to that statement. That's not from me. He has prompted me. Matter of fact, he downloaded that to me today, and it encouraged me in such a way. And he said, I want you to say that right off the bat, son. Let them know more freedom is on the way. Amen. And I, I don't know of anybody that doesn't want more freedom, if you're honest with yourself. Amen. Anybody want to be honest with yourself today? That might be a type of repentance we all need to embrace. Just getting honest with ourselves about where we really are and what we really need. Amen. And Daddy wants to give you, and I call Jesus Daddy here, by the way. Amen. It, it translates to me really good. Amen. Our Heavenly Father is awesome, isn't he? And he wants you to get a dynamic about him being your father, Abba Father, Daddy. Amen. It's good to know Daddy is covering us, and he's into us, and he's after, amen, being with us every day. We're talking about today having dominion over the works of the devil. Taking dominion over the works of the devil. You're awesome. Is the devil doing his job well? If you call evil and darkness and bad a job, he's doing it well. And he's very convincing, by the way. According to the scripture, this is to, to let you know, hey, man, this is really what's going on. Hell has enlarged her mouth, mouth to receive the multitudes. And there's more that enter the wide gate than there are that enter the narrow gate. Amen. And the entering of a gate means a choice that we make. Everybody makes a choice. Jesus is the one doing the teaching. You will choose him, the true Jesus, or you will choose the other Jesus. Amen. Second Corinthians, go read it for yourself. But Jesus says, many will come to you in my name. So this other Jesus is very convincing, and he'll convince you to do things in the name of Jesus that's not in the name of Jesus, really. Because the way that you know that you're in his name is when you let him join with you. Amen. Is when you allow him to come and be king of his kingdom within you. Amen. And the kingdom of God is the promise of God. For you that have read the Bible and you know that the kingdom, like Jesus said, is within you. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the spirit. Amen. So the kingdom of God, that if, it's, if you're allowing him to be king of his kingdom, the kingdom of God is within you. And it's because you've entered through the narrow gate. 
And that narrow gate has some responsibility to it if you're going to choose that. And, and, and that's called the gospel message. Amen. There's only one gospel. Of course, in our world, there's many gospels. And you want to enter through the narrow gate, right? And you want to do it God's way. And there's something about the message of the cross. Paul said it, I've determined to know nothing else but Jesus Christ crucified. So the message of the cross, death, his death, his burial, his resurrection, he wants you and I to be identified with that. Very simple message. And how we identify with the cross, the death, the burial, resurrection, is how Peter preached it. Repent. Die. Change the way you think. Quit thinking the way you've been thinking. Change the way you think. Stinking thinking ain't going to help nobody. But if you have the mind of Christ, that'll help you. Amen? So we repent. We don't have God figured out, and I haven't made anybody that does. There's some that thinks that their Bible study, you need to hear it. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't have a Bible study you need to hear. I want to get that clear to you. I believe in the scriptures. I study them. But I study them with an ear that hears. And I'm, I'm saying that to you because he's broken. He, he's been so merciful to help me have a broken spirit. He's been so gracious to me to get me to get contrite. God cannot do what he wants to do on a platform where there's pride and arrogance. I have to come to grips with I need him for him to be able to work through me. If I think I have him figured out and I think that what I have to give you is what's going to save you, I'm blocking him from doing the saving. Amen? You've got to catch this today. And so it's by way of being identified with the cross. I must repent daily. It's a life of repentance, a life of being broken and contrite that's attractive to the presence of God. It works, y'all. When I need him, daddy's able to be daddy because I'm not trying to be daddy. When I need him, could y'all fix this roar that's going on up here? When I need him, it's attractive to him and he's able to be God. Amen, on another level. And it's attractive to you and me when we're around someone that has the right attitude, isn't it? Amen. Arrogant people don't like arrogant people. I know you're all laughing, but our, our church world it's full of pulpits where preachers don't like preachers. And they're running from the people too. Is this okay? I'm talking about taking dominion over the devil's work. Having dominion over the works of the devil. 
And the devil goes to church every Sunday. Every time anybody meets, he goes to church. That's what the apostles wrote down in Scripture, in the Bible. Many antichrists have entered in among us. If you're still waiting on the antichrist, he, antichrist, he came in many forms 2,000 years ago. And he's doing his work today, and we want to have dominion over the works of the devil. Amen? And I want to say it one more time. More freedom's coming. To walk through the straight gate, the narrow passage, death, burial, resurrection, repentance, baptism in water in his name, that's above every name, and receiving the baptism of spirit and fire is how you enter through the narrow gate. It's the only way that you and I can facilitate hosting him to the world he's called us to. And that's when the race began. Peter delivered that message in Acts chapter 2. He had the keys. What he bound in heaven is bound in earth. What he loosed in earth is loosed in heaven. Jesus gave it to him, to unloose, and he loosed it to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts, the Gentile nations. Peter delivered that message. I submit to you today, ladies and gentlemen, that message has not changed. It's still the same today. Can't hardly find it anywhere, but it's there in the Christian world. Amen? It's real. Many will enter the wide gate, and many will say, Lord, didn't we do this, 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 this in your name? Jesus wants us to let him be joined with us. Then and only then can we be in his name. Got to catch that. It's not the signs that validate the believer. The signs follow the one who believes. Do you believe Jesus Christ crucified? And if you do, you will be identified with the cross of Jesus through death, burial, and resurrection. Where is you, that's where you get your identity. More freedom is on the way. Amen? And so I want to read something to you, a couple of scriptures. Y'all are wild today, I know. John chapter 8, 31. The creative team didn't believe I'd do it. We have fun. Being spirit-led is everything. This message is eating me up. But the Spirit of God prompted me to read these passages to you to encourage you. There were some Jews that were um, attracted to Jesus, and they believed. And Jesus said this to those Jews who believed in him. In, in John 8, 31, If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Now, let me, let me say this so you catch this. Having an ear to hear is a choice. It's a choice. It's not just to a select few to be able to hear. Everybody has been given an appeal from heaven. Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is calling everybody. So that means Jesus has given every one of us the decision to make a choice to hear or not to hear. 
The question I have to challenge myself with is, if I have an ear to hear what God is saying, why won't I listen to him? Why won't I pay attention to what God's saying? Because the devil does his job well. And he is an expert at preaching the scripture. And see, the difference between the true Jesus is that the true Jesus tells us the truth. The other Jesus is the enemy that comes as an angel of light. And he wants you to believe that he is Jesus. What he does, he takes the truth and he manipulates it. And he puts just a little leaven in it. And a little leaven leavens the whole lump. That's why Jesus made it an appeal to everyone that would hear him. He or she, and I'm using that to help you, male and female, we're all supposed to be like Jesus, sons of God. He or she that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Well, pastor, look, you go hear from God and you come tell us what he said. And that is a trick of the enemy. The enemy tricked Israel and brought fear upon them when they heard the audible voice of God. And God wanted Israel to come up and hear him and talk with him. And Israel said, no. Moses, you go talk to him and you come back and tell us what he says and we'll do it. And people are doing that today. Weekend after weekend after weekend. And you can't have peace with me telling you what God said. You can't have joy on the level God wants you to have joy and freedom on the level that he's called you to walk in when you just hear what I'm saying. By the way, you might go tell somebody Dwayne said this. When you need to be able to say God said with a conviction, with a passion, with a broken and a contrite spirit, something in play that other people can receive. We heard it. God wants to give us all of the kingdom so that we can give it away. Amen? So the ability to hear what God's saying is a choice on everyone's part. And if you're not aware that you can hear, it's because you're hearing voices uh-oh, pastor, you just called it out. You need to go see a psychiatrist. need to put me in a straitjacket. Well, isn't that what our culture looks like right now? Need to put it in a straitjacket? It's so woke, it's crazy. No, it's really everybody's asleep. They ain't woke. They're asleep. And they need to wake up because their redemption draws nigh. It's time to get shook, ladies and gentlemen. And today, the Lord's given me what I need to encourage you with so you can be shaken. So that everything that in your life needs to be shaken out is shaken out so that only that that cannot be shaken remains. This is not a futuristic message, ladies and gentlemen. It's a now word. 
where you get solid, steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. Your face is like flint. I know that I know that I know God has given me what I need. I'm on fire. It's like a fire in my bone. I'm passionate about it. It's time today that we decide we need to take dominion over the works of the enemy. Amen. I'm supposed to read another passage. Hold on. John chapter 3. No, 1 John chapter 3. Reading from verse 2. Beloved, we are, we are, and I'm reading from the Amplified so you can get the words you need to get for meaning here. Beloved, we are even here and now children of God. Not futuristic. Now. And it is not yet made clear what we will be after his coming. <laughs> I'm going to pause for a minute so y'all can catch this. He came 2,000 years ago and filled them with his spirit and fire. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. What's the glory of God? That he receives all his honor and his praise on you and I being redeemed and in walking in our identity. What identity is that? Christ. Christ is in you forming himself until we become sons and daughters of his kingdom. He's working on me and you, forming, building, amen, establishing his identity in us. That's what you're reading here. We know that when he comes and is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him because we will see him just as he is in all of his glory. And everyone who has this hope to be just like him, confidently placed in him, purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, guiltless. Now, who, who can give you that? Only Jesus can give you that. When does he give you that? In the future? Or can you have it today? Can you, can you be raised from the dead today? Isn't that what baptism of spirit and fire is? You're baptized in water to get, take on his identity, to get authority through his name, and you come up out of that roller, you're resurrected unto life. Abundant life, more life, eternal life. The river of life should be flowing out of you abundantly right now. One of these days, I'm going to keep going to church, and I'm going to keep saying, preach it, preach it. And one of these days, it's going to happen. No, if it happens, it'll happen today. Now is the appointment. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow don't ever come, ladies and gentlemen. You want, to catch, you want to catch on fire today, right now. You're alive because he's after you. He's passionate about you. You're breathing. You're moving. You have your being because he's after you. You're here today because he's seeking relationship and fellowship with us now. Get delivered of this lie that keeps you in the future. Get a hold of the identity that Christ has invested in you. Now is the appointed time. Today is the day. We're talking too much about tomorrow. Tomorrow and all the stuff going on and the evil there is sufficient. Now, leave it alone. Jesus is doing a work now. 
And we're here to have dominion over the works of the devil. That means the dirt in your life is not the problem. That means the sin that keeps being produced that you don't like about yourself, that's not the problem. Bad fruit in your life is not the problem. It's what you believe is the problem. It's the Word of God that's got that little bit of leaven in it that's not the Word of God now. That you keep quoting it and you keep believing this prophet interpretation of it and it keeps producing stupid. It's okay. That's the problem. It's the lies. And the letter was never meant to kill. The letter was always meant to bring life. But if you're not filled with spirit and fire, you might have just enough pride and arrogance to think you know something, you're going to kill everybody in your path. I need Jesus. And we're about to get to a place because more freedom's coming. This freedom Amen. It's facilitating a platform to where we become very, 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 and I mean very conscious of being careful what we say. We only say what we hear our Father saying. And we only do what we see. Come on, you want to be like Jesus? A lot of talking is what the devil does. And he'll talk about anything at any time. And while the conversations are going on, he's planting seed. This is so important. More freedom is on the way. Amen. Verse number 8 of 1 John 3. Get this, y'all. This is so important. The one who practices sin separates himself from God and offends and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, and rebellion. That's the one who practices sin. And is of the devil. And takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. Well, I don't know why I'm so angry all the time. I don't know why in the world I can't shut my mouth when I should shut it. I don't know why in the world I'm so full of greed and I want more money. I don't know why in the world... Amen, I want to go kill them. Is anybody tracking? For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the very beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And by the way, if you had not read in Romans 8, the earth longs for the manifestation of the sons of God. Why? Go read that chapter. To do what? God wants to finish some things. He, you see, me and you couldn't do what he did when he hung on that cross. Only he could do it. He was a perfect lamb. Only he could redeem humanity. Only he could be the price, amen, where Adam could come into play and finally step back into his role as the steward of the garden of the kingdom. Jesus, the only one can do that. But once Jesus does his part, on behalf of us being redeemed back to our true identity, now Christ in us works in our life to, to bring us to become 
the sons of God. For what? So that greater works can be done. Well, he done some pretty awesome stuff when he was here in flesh, didn't he? But it was his purpose. Standing toe-to-toe with those 12 he was looking at, he was letting them know, I want you to be sure you carry this because once y'all catch this, it ain't going to be just one of me here. There's going to be a bunch of me here. Sons that only say what they hear and only do what they see. The king of kings do it and say it. Does anybody want to walk in that freedom? There's people in your path right now that he's in love with. People that you want to knock out. People that you've talked about and you shouldn't be talking about them because he loves them. Pastor, be careful now. I got a few minutes to be careful. Look, if you have a, a criticism problem, the Lord wants to set you free from that. If you're critical all the time, amen, and you're saying stuff you shouldn't say, he wants to get you delivered and free from that lying spirit. Has anybody ever thought you, if, if, everybody, if you was the king of, of, of America, you would, uh, it would be different? If you was the president of the United States, oh, boy, boy this would be a holy nation when I get through with it. I know the tempter does well, doesn't he? He's got me actually believing what I perceive to be good is really good. <laughs> and there's only one good, and that's God. And you can't figure him out. He's way better than your idea of good. <laughs> oh, if you ever get delivered of that, wow. And daddy's wanting to bring you into freedom. Because my perception of God is really dim at best, pretty dark. And if the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And you always tell when the light's really there, it's all about attitude. Well, let me read it to you right here. I didn't get finished reading that passage. Verse 10. Y'all need to underline this, put this in highlight. By this... The children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. Anyone who does not practice righteousness, in other words, who does not seek God with his in thought, action, and purpose. Have you, anybody ever read the Sermon on the Mount? It's called Beatitudes. Is not of God, nor is the one who does not unselfishly love his believing Brother, so can I ask you a question? What are you practicing today? What are you practicing? And if you're practicing, it's not promoting two things. An attitude called Beatitudes, which is the righteousness, the identity of Christ. The Beatitudes define the manifestation of a son. And then secondly, preferring others over yourself. That means the one you want to kill. If you have a problem with criticism, remember this, your heavenly father cannot forgive you. It says it right there. Matthew 7. 
If you criticize, you just lost mercy from heaven the moment you criticize. And the, the scripture says it, but bluntly, he gets right into it. Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount. If you have a problem with criticism, he says, ask for the gift. What's the gift he's talking about? The Holy Spirit fire. If you can't do the shut up and you talk too much, he's saying, ask for the gift. And if, and if, and if oh man, I've been going to church all my life when you ain't been filled with the Spirit yet. You've been reading the Bible and measuring everybody around. You're, oh, you take the Bible and kill people with it. You've been taking the Word of God. I've done it before. I'm not preaching. By the way, I'm, I'm preaching to the guy in the mirror I have to deal with all the time. So I, this, this, this is what Daddy's doing to this guy that y'all call pastor. Y'all need to pray for me. Take the Bible and measure everything around you as though you're the judge. You ain't never done that, have you? Like you got it all figured out, and I got the Bible study everybody needs to hear. If you have a problem with, problem with criticism, hear me. Ask for the gift. Stop going to church. And ask God to help you be the church. Stop expecting who you call your pastor to tell you what God says. And make a conscious decision today. I am going to have an ear that can hear what the Spirit's saying. And when I go to church, when I show up at church, as the church... My brother, Dwayne, that serves as a leader here, he's going to confirm what I'm hearing. He's going to stamp it. I'm going to get my second and third witness on what Daddy's been telling me. And I'm not going to go and be a part of a group because I need to be fed. No, I've already been fed. I'm a son in the kingdom. I've been eating from the table of the master all week long, and I'm encouraging everybody in my path. Because if you're going to be one that has dominion over the works of the devil, what do you do? You practice the Beatitudes, and you prefer others over yourself. This is a child of God. Quit qualifying. But I was born again in 1974. 1974, I'm an old guy. I was born again of spirit and fire. I remember it. I, you don't forget. When, when you get filled with spirit and fire, it supersedes every experience you've ever had. There's no pain. There's no trouble. There's no unfair thing that's happened in your life. Something I shouldn't have had to go through that. You don't suck your thumb no more. When you get filled with spirit and fire, you have dominion over the work of the devil. You know what's so awesome about our daddy? He trusts us to go through some stuff that's messed up. This wacko stuff going on. And he'll, he'll let you go through it because he's got a plan. And his plan includes first and foremost that you can experience him. 
and it supersedes any darkness, any stupid, devilish thing you've been through to the point you quit talking about it from the fact that I deserve to be petted. No, you take it and you make it a stepping stone for the glory of God and you pull people out of hell. That's when you know you are doing your father's business because he's working through you and you become his hands. Amen? You become his feet. You become his mouthpiece. Every time you open your mouth, it's a blessing. It brings hope. It edifies. It builds up. It strengthens. It lets everybody know that he's after treasure. And I haven't met anybody, Zoe, that's not a diamond in the rough. Everybody is a diamond in the rough to our Father. Everybody. The question is, does the rough bother you in people's life? It doesn't a true child. A true child of God don't see the rough. And if they do see it, they're not bothered by it because they see the treasure. That's a true child of God. Has anybody ever seen the problem in another person's life before that goes to church? Mm-hmm. All the time. It's happening right now. I see this problem in your life, and you need to straighten it up. Hear me. Hear me. But she's the only one supposed to know that. She needs to straighten up. That's, that's, that's between her and God. That she needs to straighten up, it's between her and God. If I think she needs to straighten up, i got a beam in my own eye. Look, I didn't say that. Jesus said that. And I hadn't made anybody on his level yet that's smart on that level. He makes it clear. If I see my brother and his flaw, and I, I'm going to help my brother and my sister with their flaw, i got a redwood tree. Come on, Marcia. I got a redwood tree in my own eye. But when I can be aware that you may have some challenges in your life, but I don't pay a lick of sense, I don't care. You know what that's like? It's like you taking a diamond and throwing it in a sewer. If you know that diamond's in that sewer, you don't give a flip. Uh, before that diamond was in that sewer, I didn't want to hang around that. It stunk, it's bad, it's messed up. But I know there's a diamond in it. I'm jumping off in that puppy. It's something valuable. I don't care about the dirt. I don't care about the stuff that's messy. I'm going after what? Oh, now you know that's a child of God. Amen. They go after what God goes after. Just like he went after me and you when he hung on that cross. There's no possible way, ladies and gentlemen, you can be baptizing and making disciples if you're not identified with the cross of Jesus Christ. It's being identified with his death, his burial, his resurrection. When you get his heart, you go after the harvest. You're not here to build houses. You're not here to buy cars. You're not here to build bank accounts. You're here to do one thing, go after the real treasure. Man, the Spirit of God's in this room, and I'm just telling you, if you catch this today, you don't have to leave the same. There's more freedom on the way. I was going to see my brother Tony in the hospital 
And while I'm walking from my vehicle to the hospital, which was a pretty good walk, I'm observing the landscape. Boy, it's beautiful. I mean, Bamsey, they put some money in that place. And I'm observing and admiring the buildings and all the... And I'm being wowed by it. And all of a sudden, uh, his word came to me. I read it before, but I finally heard it for the first time. And he said, while I'm admiring, thinking about, man, what God could do with this. He said, my kingdom's not of this world. I've read that many times, but I heard it for the first time. And he stopped me. And all of a sudden, freedom came. I was free. All of a sudden, nothing. I wouldn't appreciate none of it now. It's like, man, that was a distraction. And I said, Lord, you can come get me now. And then he said, but I want you in the world. I've got something I need to finish, son. I need you to be in it. But I need your heart and not to be distracted. I'm after something that's much shinier than what you were appreciating just then. Much more valuable than what you were just appreciating. And I stopped about halfway. I'm, tears. He got me. He got me. God talking to anybody here right now? You need to leave your load, your heaviness, all your baggage at his feet. Because some of you are wore out. And the enemy does his job well, doesn't he? What's his purpose? To wear out the saints of God. And some of you are worried about the economy and all that's going on right now. You don't know what to do. It's not for you to be concerned about none of that. Stay in the moment with daddy. Put him first in your life. Allow him the honor of loving on you and navigating you through all the challenges that you're faced with right now. Let him navigate you. Let him order your steps. Make a choice today to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. I'll give you an illustration of hearing. Okay, I'm a young boy. My dad's just passed. I'm in a Sunday service at a new church because... We moved from the coast to Columbia, Mississippi when that happened. I don't know very, it's a home place, but we'd been gone a while. New church building, new, new ministry and all. My brother and I were in that service, and man, the presence of God was thick. And the senior leader was Floyd Odom. And if you knew my mother, you'd know this would be a miracle, and it happened that night. After service was over, it was so thick in there, man. Whoo, presence of God. And apparently, God had impacted my mother on the next level. 
because the senior leader calls us and her into the office and he, he stood there behind his desk in a very, very broken dynamic, very contrite atmosphere. He said, I'm, on, I'm, I'm only going to tell you what daddy told me to tell you. He told me to offer to you, to my mother Janice, to be foster father to these two boys. She broke. Me and my brother went looking like she broke. And she said it immediately. It's like God spoke it out of her. Absolutely. Thank you. I don't know what's going on in heaven. I know now. But he heard. And he's got a plate like Lisa this big and gets loaded on. And now he's doing this. I didn't know he had that big of a plate then, but I just now, I'm, I'm like, man, I understand more of what was going on then. And he was just simply saying, yes, Lord. And he did. All right. But that's not, that, that's huge. What's huge is this for me is that it wasn't but a couple of Sunday nights after that. During his message, he paused and he says, Dwayne and Wendell, would you come up front? And he told the church family, he said, look, I don't, all I, all I know is he's telling me that we need to agree to pray, pray protection over these two boys. And so we just kind of like, okay, let's do the church thing. <laughs> like some of us do sometimes. Why'd you have to say that, Pastor? Because the devil knows how to do his job well. It's so awesome that there's people in your life that can hear. And they'll say, yes, Lord, when you're not hearing. Just helping somebody? When you're playing church and going to church and putting the mask on and trying to appear to be something you're not, there's actually people that's in the path that God placed there that are exactly who they're supposed to be for him. And they prayed for us that night, y'all. Protection. I mean, it was just an unusual thing, you know, but you, you could feel the... And everybody rallied. And me and Will was like, whoa, this is awesome. Next morning, guess what happens? On our way to school. And a young lady is driving like 60 miles an hour in a 20-mile-an-hour zone on a very narrow road that only two cars can fit on and hits us head on. Puts the engine up in the car between me and my brother. We stepped out of the car, walked away from it. Daddy's in the details, y'all. He don't miss details. And he's trying to tell you he's been into the details of your life, even when you wouldn't listen. When, and there ain't nobody I've met that has ever been worthy. No, nobody here deserves any special attention. But daddy is going to give us special attention. Even when we don't deserve it. That's just who our daddy is. And he's asking us to be like him. Do I get tempted to be critical at times? 
Absolutely. And that's a signal the devil's around, not Jesus. Because Jesus hasn't been critical about nobody. Does anybody believe what I just said? Jesus is not critical about anybody. He's only critical about the devil. He's already judged that matter. And he's judging it through us if we'll let him in our own lives. If you're bothered by stuff going on around you that's stupid, and there's a lot of stupid, hey, look, I can sit down with you and we can talk about all the stupid going on. It's happening. It's stupid. But that's the evidence that the devil does his job well. And the Lord says, would you stop giving place to the devil and pay attention to what I'm saying? I need you to be my mouthpiece. I need you to be my platform. I need you to be my temple. And so if you would, let me come into my temple and turn over all the tables you've been agreeing with that's not true. There's, there's some agreements that you've made in your life, vows you've made in your life, some religious mindsets that you hold that are totally antichrist, and you hold them. Yes, Lord, I'll say it. The family of God is the most important family you have. I'm going to pause and say that one more time. Understand it. The family of God is your most important. It's the only family. Did you know most of your biological family probably not going to be with you if you go where daddy's taking you? Does he love them? Yeah. He loves everybody. He's not willing that anyone should perish. But you can choose to perish if that's what you want to do. You can choose to disobey him. You can choose to be a hardhead. You can choose to have it your way. And it ain't going to work out well for you. But the family of God is the most important family. I'm going to leave that with you to work out with you and Jesus. And where you're at is where you and Jesus need to be exploding. One of these days, I'm going to do work of God. As soon as I get where I can go to far and field, I'm going to be a blessing to the kingdom. What? You're right in the field God called you. You're right where God wants you at, and through you, he wants to build his family. Don't be distracted. You only have enough time to be about your father's business where he places you. Y'all got to catch this. You choose whether you have an ear to hear or not. And if you can't hear what the Spirit's saying, you certainly are not going to practice the Beatitudes and prefer others over yourself. You won't do it. The only way you can I only say what I hear, and I only do what I see. Could we stand? Guest, it's so good to have you today. I hope you're encouraged by what you've heard. But I'm going to pray here for everybody in this room. And for the next little bit, everyone's going to have access to just be with Daddy. Could I encourage you? to put aside what people think 
Put aside being concerned about what the next person in front of you, behind you, next to you thinks. And just say to daddy, here I am, dad. Be like a kid. Pick them arms and say, here, pick me up. I want to be in your lap moving forward. If you need to leave, guess you're welcome to leave. And, uh, and have a blast today. Thank you for being here. I just want to make sure that we're serving everybody here today with Daddy's dynamics, His presence. And so as I pray, if you want to come forward, I ask the prayer team to come. Anyone that wants to join with me. It's okay if you just close your eyes and just open up your spirit. But you're welcome to come forward. And every step you make has got like putting... <laughs> putting spikes in the head of the enemy. Amen. Father, I thank you. Thank you for giving us your name that's above every name. You revealed your name, Father, in the sun, the body that you wore 2,000 years ago. And through your name that you've given to your creation, all of the kingdom comes. All the wonderful gifts, the most important part, identity to each and every one of us as your sons and daughters. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing a work in us right now that's going to put the enemy on the run seven different ways. Thank you, Jesus, that you're doing something in all of our heart right now, the very seed of your spoken word is stirring a fire, a passion to destroy even more of every work of the devil. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us right here with your very breath as you breathed into Adam in the garden and made him a living soul. You're breathing today and resurrecting all of Adam's sons and daughters so they can be your sons and daughters. Yes, Jesus, we receive it right now. Let every ear open, every heart door open until you are Lord in every life today. Come like you came in Acts chapter 2. Come like a wind blowing, like fire falling. We ask you, Lord, for the gift, <coughs> the promise. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. God bless y'all. Best is yet to happen. Be filled with the Spirit. It's yours. God love you.